Welcome to the Be Ruthless Show, where we have the conversations that other people don't. The conversations that other people won't. I'm your host, Sam Ruth, and I'm ready to make a lot of noise and disrupt things ruthlessly. Thanks for being here today. Now let's get to it. Welcome back to the Be Ruthless Show. I'm your host, Sam Ruth, and... Once again, I am going to talk about another shooting at an elementary school. Three staff, three students killed. The shooter has also been killed. This is the world we live in. I feel like I say this on a regular basis lately, and that that's just true. They have set up an area with mental health professionals But I want to go back to last week where this situation happened at East High School in Denver, Colorado. It was on Thursday. So on Friday, they closed school for the day. They acknowledged that this was a traumatic event and decided not to have school. So here we are Monday and they have school. So I understand we acknowledged Friday. Let's let's say everyone has been impacted and take the day but what now everybody's fine what what's in place i'm looking i'm trying to find the answers there's no information available because the answer is nothing's available i know this students will have to ask if they need something if they know how, if they know what they need, if they can use their voices and are able to advocate for themselves. I am seeing young adults so, so capable and it's amazing. And I always say, I am so impressed. Way to use your voice. I praise it. Please, if you are around young adults that do so, acknowledge it, point it out because oftentimes the world and the noise in it can knock it, knock them down and, and cause them to lose that voice for however many years before they find it again. So acknowledge it and, and remind them to always do that. We're dealing with this situation situation in Tennessee. I believe it's Nashville, Tennessee, and people are already the president his wife going into gun laws and getting rid of automatic weapons. And I am not saying I'm against that. I am saying that it doesn't solve the problem. It doesn't address the root of the problem. I'm sure I'm going to have people commenting or responding with their thoughts. I am not disagreeing with that as an option. I want to point out that they have identified that this was a former student of this school. Okay. Therefore, I am saying this is a bigger issue. This is a mental health issue. We are not acknowledging the bigger picture here. Okay. First and foremost, she had multiple weapons on her. So even if we ban automatic weapons and we ban she had another weapon on her and if people are going to do something they're going to find a way to do something something was clearly wrong we are missing the signs 
we are not acknowledging the bigger picture. We need to address this before it gets to this point. We need to address the mental health crisis in this world. We need to address the fact that A, millions of people are not asking for help because of the stigmas surrounding it. And so they suffer in silence. And maybe that just leads to a life of suffering. And maybe that leads to acting out. Then there are people who try to get help, who ask for help, who reach out for help. And there is a wait list that is not weeks, my friend. That's unacceptable to begin with. Weeks is unacceptable. Months, months, months. Not okay. Now, if someone were to reach out to me and say, I tried to get an appointment somewhere and there was a wait list of months, I would get on the phone and call and call and call until I found them someone somewhere if I could not meet with them myself, if I was not the right match. Some people would just say, F this, I'm not going to deal with my insurance. I'm going to find someone and pay and get an appointment immediately. Not everyone has that option. We need to do better. This, this is a problem. There are people like me and I'm not the only one. There are people everywhere that want to help. And we need to address, I, I don't know what, what this issue was. I know that there was one before she picked up weapons and went into a school. I know that much. I know that before people act out, in big ways, they act out in small ways. I know this much. I know that you might say there are bad teenagers, bad kids. I say they're communicating with me. I say that grades changing and skipping school and doing drugs and things like this is telling me something. I see the communication behind the behavior. There was communication behind her behavior. Before, and this was a woman who committed this crime, clearly, as I'm saying her. There was communication beha behind behavior before today. Last week, there was communication behind behavior before the student picked up a gun, put it in a bag and went to school and was having that bag searched, right? They had a plan. This was a student who, who agreed to a plan to have his bag searched every day at school. They knew that something was going on because they made a plan. We need to do better and figure out why are we missing these signs? What are we doing wrong? How are we not giving people the help that they want when they ask for it quicker, immediately, now? Why are the people like me, and I know many, I was just away on a, on a weekend with people who help others all the time for a living. It's what we do. Why are we not accessible? Why are we turned away at certain places? Why are there others that don't understand our missions and 
you know, why are there roadblocks in certain places in this world, in this culture? What do we have to do to be heard? Why are we seeing stories like this all of the time? This was an elementary school. There are children. You should be able to drop your children off at school, go about your day, and know that they are safe. There are families now that will never be the same. There are teachers and students. Lives are permanently altered forever. Gun laws changing. I'm not against it, but that's not what this is about. We could have done things before today for this woman. She went to this school. She went to this school. She was mad about something that happened at this school, and she wanted to do something about it. And we don't know why or what, and we won't. Who else is in a position that works in a field, is in a position to do something about the fact that there are people who want help, call to get an appointment, and I'm not just talking about, hi, Sam, I would like to see you at your facility with my Blue Cross insurance, and I'm feeling a little bit down. I'm talking about people who walk into a hospital and are trying to get help for thoughts about suicide. I'm talking about immediate needs, thoughts of hurting themselves or someone else today. And there are wait lists, months. This is a mental health crisis. That's what I'm talking about. Not someone who just wants to, and there's a wait list for that as well. And there are people who need medication for serious things to stabilize moods and things like thoughts of harm, there can't be a wait list. We need to do better. Who is in a position of power that agrees with me? How can we make more noise? You want to go to Congress, President, and talk about gun laws. What about more money devoted to mental health facilities and inpatient, outpatient, substance abuse. You name it, all of the above. People that want help are not getting it. People that want help that are asking for it and people that want help who just don't wanna deal with the stigma that goes along with it. Elementary school people listening. If you're listening and you think that, you know, hey, you know what? I am not okay. How do I know if I want help? And what does help look like? Whether that's inpatient or outpatient. And what's the difference? Inpatient is going and staying somewhere for a few days, weeks, months, and getting support. And people might think that that's padded walls because that's what it looks like in the movies and being strapped to a bed. And that's not what it looks like. Can that happen if you are actually physically hurting yourself and they want to stop you and make sure you're safe? Y yes, it can. Does it all of the time to anyone else? Never. Only if you are like harming yourself and they can't stop you, they'll use a medication first. This is about saving your life.
right? Getting you off of drugs, right? Detoxing if you are getting clean. Keeping you safe if you are hurting yourself, thinking about dying. We're talking about life and death. If you want to know what that looks like, I am happy to answer your questions. I really am. If you do not know, asking is worth the conversation rather than suffering and, and thinking it's like the movies. But I will tell you that there are many different people doing it many different ways. And it can be however you want it to be. It's 2023. You can have a conversation over the phone. You can have a conversation over the computer, Zoom. You can text. You can do what feels right to you. It is for you. It is not about me doing it my way because it's my business and you're seeing me. No, you are asking for help and you get help the way that it works for you. That's how it should be. And if you go to a place and it doesn't work, you, do, you go somewhere else until you find the right person. That's how it works. That's how it can be. It really, truly can be that way. It is that way. And if no one has told you that before, I apologize. I want you to know that it can be however you want it to be. I had a client that was nervous and we sat back to back with the door between us. That was the only way they felt comfortable that week. This was back in Michigan when I had an office. But really, I had a client that wouldn't talk to me, but they talked to my dog right? Whatever it needs to be. You are interviewing me. You are deciding if I am the right fit. Okay. And I will find the right person and place for you. I will not refer to just anyone. I am very picky. Have I had to send people inpatient before? I have. Have they been pissed at me? They have. Do they still talk to me? They do. <laughs> and they will tell you, they didn't like me for a few minutes, weeks. They like me now. This is about life and death. That's the only time I've ever had to do that. I was saving a life. If you are wondering if you need to talk to somebody, you need to talk to somebody. I truly believe we all do. This world could be a better place if everyone had someone to run things by, to get things off their chest. The problem isn't talking to someone. The problem is the negative stereotype that the world has attached to that, right? So talking to someone can be however you want it to be. It is not the way the movies have made it look like going in and laying on a couch and digging deep back into your four-year-old relationship with your parents. That's really not what I do. I mean, once in a while, something about stuff with a family dynamic comes up. I'm not going to say that never happens. But the way I do things, I am focused on, I, I am a solution-focused person. I'm solving problems. You're, you're in charge. 
So I don't want to focus on this too long. I just want you to know that you don't have to wait until you crash. You don't have to wait until there's a major crisis. If you're going, I wonder if I should. I wonder if that would be a good idea. Yes. We all could be better off and thriving with someone that is neutral, that is completely in our corner and pushes us to be our best. So thank you very much. If you are in any way, shape or form, part of the let's change this perspective on, not that I am against gun laws again, but I truly believe there's a bigger picture. And I believe that these crazy things that are happening and these these events that are traumatic and that have major ripples and that affect so many more things than just today, that these kids won't be the same, the teachers, the staff, clearly something happened at this school to this woman at some point, and she had something to say about it. And I guarantee you, there were signs she was unhappy. There were ways that she was showing people in her life that something was up. And there, there were ways that this could have been prevented in other ways. We could have done things as a culture. The world could have stepped in. I don't know how, but we can do better. We can make help available. We cannot have eight month, 10 month, 12 month wait lists. We can do, we can make asking for help a wonderful thing because it is. There can be pride attached instead of stigmas, and there can be support and communities available and teams. If you agree and want to work together and know others I can get in contact with, please reach out, sam at samantharuth.com. I was away for the weekend, got back super late last night, so still a little frazzled, just out of whack from different time zones, overtired, all of the things, plus still dealing with my back. I'm getting closer to my appointment and figuring out what's next. Knowing it's not surgery is the best, uh, but traveling always is just makes me back in so much pain. So I'm still recovering from all of that. So uh, thank you. If I have bounced around, you know me, I do that. Um, as always, for bearing with me through that and for being a part of this community. And again, if you have someone I can be in touch with, or you think there is someone I should connect with to collaborate and join forces and make more noise together, um, fully support gun laws as well. But I believe we need more resources and we need to redirect more energy towards the bigger picture and the mental health laws and putting more resources and funds there and addressing ways that we can help 
people and figure out what's going on before these major tragedies are happening. Because I guarantee you there were signs and I guarantee you there were things that could have been done. For example, not pulling out the police officers and the liaisons in the schools in Colorado, having mental health staff in the schools everywhere. Few ideas just from me. What are yours? Sam at SamanthaRuth.com. Who should I get in touch with? Sam at SamanthaRuth.com. What else could I be doing? Sam at SamanthaRuth.com. Let me know. If you haven't registered, Relief from Grief is tomorrow if you're listening live. If you are listening later, I can send you the replay or I will always be doing another live workshop. Until next time, thank you so much for being a part of the community. Always be ruthless. Thanks so much for listening today. Your support means everything to me, truly. If this podcast resonates with you, please do me a favor and join in the Ruthless Movement by making some noise and doing one of these four things. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Tell a friend so we can break stigmas even faster. Leave a review so people can see what you think of the show. And last, if you want to learn more about me and be a part of the Grief Hub community, please head on over to the Facebook group. We'd love to have you. Thanks again for spending your time with us and see you next week.